0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Twin Picks podcast. My name is Dan.
1: My name's Nicole.
0: And this is the movie-based podcast where we talk about two films based on a theme this week. Our theme is Keanu Reeves movies and we're going to be discussing The Matrix and Point Break. After that we'll announce the theme for the next episode and the final section is Stitch Up where one of us has to watch a terrible movie. Third week on the bounce, my turn again. I had to watch Movie 43 so stay tuned to hear my thoughts on that movie. Before <laughs> that we talk about whatever we want what we've been up to, what we've been watching and such. How are you?
1: I'm okay. I've started work actually. Mm. I thought I was gonna have a bigger break but uh, that clearly hasn't happened. Yeah it's good. It's good yeah. So I'm working in pre-pre on this current production that I officially start full-time next year.
0: Mm, Um,
1: So it's it's kind of nice to meet the team and you know, get a vibe. And also seeing old faces from different like the my first uh counting production that I worked on here in Melbourne. So yeah, it's been nice. And um I recorded with Rich from History and Film. We did an episode on track nerves. Oh yeah. How did that yeah. go? That was good. Yeah. We um God, we spoke for like three hours, I record. Did you <laughs> But we we technically recorded for the pod for the podcast for maybe like hmm, maybe like ninety minutes, and then we were just having a yeah. big old chin wag afterwards. Yeah. Um, so that came out last week, actually. Oh, it,
0: it's um, out already? Is it?
1: Yeah, yeah. It oh, came blimey, out on. Yeah, it came out on Sunday. Which is like, when are you going to talk about it on the podcast? I'm like. Uh, but in a couple of weeks' time, he's like, oh, Logan doesn't know about it, so um, maybe we'll plan it so it comes out before I make mention of it. Oh, so, okay. yeah, it's so that secret, happened.
0: Secret I, I
1: didn't think it was a secret, but I was just like, oh, he just wanted – he's like, oh, Logan doesn't know about this. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs>
0: You'll think he's been replaced or something.
1: No, no. no. I don't no. remember recording this. It would just pop up as a notification. <laughs> It was Czech nerd, so it's a a little bit different. Um, Hmm. It's mainly we talk about travel and then there's an element of fitness and film and television. So I spoke about Australian content in the film and TV section and how I've got a kayak now.
0: (laughs) I'm going to listen to that after we've recorded.
1: Yeah, nice. I'm
0: going to download that and um, track that down. Crack it
1: down.
0: I'm all right, mate. I'm very tired. I'm working a hell of a lot before the Christmas break. And I can't talk about it anymore because we have to sign those bits of paper that says that we can't talk about <laughs> it. <is annoying>, <laughs> them's the rules. But we're allowed to say we're knackered. Yeah. I feel like that's okay. There's no specific. it's totally
1: fine. Yeah. It's fine.
0: But yeah, knackered. But okay. Looking forward to a break at Christmas. It was Sarah's birthday last weekend. Yeah, so saw... happy birthday for last weekend. Sarah um you guys did an escape room an escape room and uh it was really good it was a lot of fun we managed to get out obviously I'm here so it's obvious that we got out otherwise I would still be in there I assume in record time it was pirate themed in a time I doubt it was a record I don't know it was um it was a 90 minute room we had 90 minutes to escape so it was quite a long one all the ones mm. I've done previous to that were all 60 minutes so I think that's kind of the norm so it was yeah. quite nice that it was 90 minutes and you get a bit longer it's a little bit more complex but we got out in 57 minutes 56 15 I think it was but one of the one of the what did you call it one of the puzzles I guess had some faulty ropes so, we were trying to get this clue, but the ropes weren't working properly. So, we all agreed that we're going to shave five minutes off of our time. So, actually, it was like more like 50, 51 minutes, 15, which wasn't too bad. So, almost hmm. half the allotted time. Yeah, it was a lot cool. of fun. The host was a pirate. I think he was a real pirate. He was telling us some piracy facts, which we here. <laughs> do you know why pirates wear an eye patch?
1: Why do they wear an eye patch?
0: So when you're on a boat and you're on the upper decks and it's daytime, it's proper bright, isn't it? Like it's the sunlight is blinding. Um, So when you go downstairs (laughs) into the into the lower deck, you can't see because it's been bright outside and you can't see. So what they do is they just they've been wearing their eye patch on the top deck in the sunshine, and then when they go below deck, they just move the eye patch to the other eye, and the eye has been protected from the sun and they've got night vision. And I thought that was fucking clever.
1: Is that legit?
0: I haven't confirmed it on Wikipedia or anything, but it makes total sense to me. Yeah. I'm sure it's, I'm sure it's true. And if I it's thought not, it was then-
1: more like, you know how they look through the, um, teles- the telescope or, you know, with yeah. one eye. So they're like one eye is open, the other eye is closed. So it's just easier to do it that way. You could. It's, just it's easier it- to put an
0: eye patch over your eyeball than blink.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's easier to go
0: to an eyepatch patch manufacturer, agree on a design, pay for said eye patch, await delivery um, on the high seas. I assume that takes a while. Probably gets asked to be, yeah. be delivered by drone or something. And then uh, you uh, you acquire this eye patch, and then you're able to use a telescope. I don't know. Seems a bit far fetched.
1: <laughs> oh, do you know?
0: Do you know why uh, earrings are such a thing with pirates? Why pirates wear mm. an earring, and it's kind of synonymous Earing. with pirates?
1: Because every time they fish for, they go fishing, they end up getting one in their ear. I don't know.
0: It's got nothing to do with fishing, but nice guess. So when you're a pirate, apparently a lot of them don't want to be buried at sea. So what they would do is they would buy the most expensive earrings that they can find and obviously put it on their ear. And then when they die Mm. Whoever finds the corpse removes the earring and uses that to pay for their burial at land. And oh, that's they why they apparently wear earrings. And I thought that was fascinating. So, mm. pirates are not as pretty shrewd, pretty shrewd people by all accounts. We might this need to do a pirate
1: true. double bill. It'll be Pirates of the Caribbean one, two, three, and um, four. Um, <laughs>
0: Cutthroat Island. I'm sure there's a Muppets Pirates movie, I think.
1: For sure.
0: Uh, angry pirate have you seen that
1: no that no, sounds no. great we'll google
0: it google it after, we'll google yeah. it
1: after.
0: pirates <laughs> pirates themed yeah i like that idea actually but um yeah. i feel like there's not going to be that many movies or not many good ones and i can't think of a single good one off the top of my head
1: pirates of caribbean Goonies. one yeah about it's it. all right i made a stop motion with pirates and two two buffs in my front yard <laughs> Did you? I wonder if I've still when? got it it's like I should, I, <laughs> This was ages ago This was like <laughs> In high school It goes for like 30 seconds If I find it I'll send it to you
0: Oh we could review that
1: then That's going on the yeah. list. <laughs> it's silent It's a silent stop motion Yeah that's alright Of my friends like pretending to like Shoot each other And the, the, um, the bathtubs are moving From one side to the other pretty funny sounds sounds fun you do a voiceover yeah. <laughs> no there's no voiceover it's completely silent
0: yeah so birthday pirate uh escape room glory uh a lot of fun and then we had some pizza and some some wine and it was a lovely nice. day but that's really all i've been up to apart from that i've been watching a lot of movies and such like what have you been watching watch the tv show um, oh Watched a couple of TV shows actually. Don't usually watch them because it's just such a, a big time investment. Um, I'm all caught up with Hawkeye. There are four episodes out of Hawkeye, and it's fine. It's okay. It's it's a bit mediocre, but that's fine. You know they can't all be brilliant. Haley Steinfeld I think is excellent in 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 her role, but she was always going to be excellent. It's Haley Steinfeld. She's she's brilliant. She's really funny and got great timing. And Jeremy Renner is Jeremy Renner. Jeremy Renner. Feelings you know, of Jeremy Renner, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, it's fine.
0: So that's my review of Hawkeye. Yeah, cool. What have you been watching?
1: I've also been I finished Fires, so the the production that I worked on earlier this year. I um I finished that in the last couple of weeks and it won three awards at the Australian Film and TV Awards, which I was best like, accounts hey. department. <laughs> yeah, clearly. Yeah. We made a joke about that. On Thursday, actually. I was like, where's the fucking accounting, like, best data entry? And the accounts, uh, the production team (laughs) started laughing. I was like, best under budget film. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, there's no such thing. We'll all have to make one, make one up one day. We'll have to. No, it got, I think I got best cinematographer. It got best sound design. And it got best limited series, which I was like, okay. awesome. That's kind of like the top of, I guess, limited series. It, uh, who who got best TV series? I think Newsreader, which is another series that I've watched in the last couple of weeks. Very good. Highly recommend.
0: Okay. What's that about?
1: So it's uh, about this news team. It's based in 1986 and they actually show, each episode shows like a a real uh, story that happened, like the Lily Chamberlain, the um, Dingo Ate My Baby story that you guys might know about. I've never heard or of a Dingo Ate My Baby. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what other stories did they it's do? Oh, they covered AIDS actually, okay. um, which it might be something that you might uh, be interested in watching. Yep. And it, it kind of has like – uh, is it the morning show on AB, on Apple TV? So it's got a bit of like talking about sexism and homophobia, yeah. and also even ageism within the workplace. Yeah. It's really good. Okay. Um, I would recommend. It won a lot of awards at the Afters for like best television series, yeah. and I, I think best actress as well in a TV series. Okay. But yeah, what else What else have you been watching? I watched
0: a show called Nathan For You, which is a show that actually Dimitri used to talk about that um, when we oh. worked together, when we all worked together. Uh, and I kind of forgot about it and was scrolling through Amazon Prime a few weeks ago and Nathan For You popped up. So I thought, mm. oh, I'll give this a try. It's very, very funny. And it's um, it had me in stitches. The guy that is very clever, but it can be a little bit mean sometimes.
1: In what way?
0: Like a bit manipulative, I guess. And some of the jokes feel a little bit mean-spirited because it's presented, I don't know if it's true or not, but it's presented like the people are not aware that they're in a comedy TV show a lot of the time. So they're not expecting some of these jokes that are coming. Some of them are really like borderline offensive and I'm not against offensive jokes, at all I think anything mm-hmm. you, I think you can joke about anything if it's in the right spirit and it and more most importantly if it's funny and I'll talk a little bit about more about that subject when I cover movie 43 later because that tried to be funny as well <laughs> um but Nathan few, a it is a very funny show but some of it is a bit borderline and a bit offensive and just some of the stuff that was aimed at people that went in on the joke I thought was a bit mean mm-hmm. um so I, but like it, like ninety percent, it's genius and very very funny, and I'm about halfway through season three, I think, and there are like four seasons, and they're only like six or eight episodes, and they're nice and short. So, um, some episodes. Is are it a runners. British
1: series or American it's series a, th- or Canadian? I think it, I think the guy's
0: Canadian. But yeah, pretty pretty mm-hmm. funny. Would recommend watching it, and I'd be interested to to hear other people's thoughts. Maybe I'm just being a bit sensitive or whatever. But I'm thinking about one scene in particular that I just thought was a bit. Mm, I'm not sure that's okay. Um, I don't right. really want to go into detail about what it was <laughs> because that was involved me explaining the joke, and <laughs> I don't think I don't think I want to go down that road. Um, yeah, cool. And then. After that, I've got one more show and one more and one movie to talk about. So have you got anything else?
1: Yeah, I've got – I caught up with Foodie last night Ooh. and we watched The French Dispatch. What's that? The new Wes Anderson film.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. I have heard of this. So yeah. I think I, it went into my brain and immediately left it because I think – actually, yeah, I think I saw a trailer <laughs> at the cinema. I was like, well, not fucking watching that. <laughs> but It
1: was good. Was it good? It's, it was probably – it was my first ever Wes Anderson film that no, I've watched wait. from start to finish. Yeah, I know. I don't think I've watched Grand Budapest of um, from start to finish. And I was trying to watch um, Fantastic Mr. Fox one night and I was really exhausted so I'd fallen asleep. Mm. I really like his style and like the vibrant colors and just how... Kind of sets move from one to the other.
0: Yeah, and
1: um foodie was telling me she goes, she goes, do you reckon that's all sets? I'm like, yeah, that's got to be yeah. like
0: the way the camera moves between them. It, yeah,
1: but yeah, that was really good. And then I watched a couple of um Keanu Reeves film. One was called My My Own Private Idaho. Oh yeah, it's it's um based on a Shakespeare play. Didn't exactly enjoy it. I did fall asleep. Halfway through and then finished it off. Um, Have you seen it?
0: No. It doesn't look like my sort of thing. So I just, I've never bothered with
1: it. I I wouldn't recommend it to you, to be fair. (laughs) Okay. And I watched Speed and I fucking loved it so much. I had so much fun watching it.
0: Speed is a fantastic movie. Um, There's a bomb on a bus. If you go below 50 miles an hour, the bomb blows up. Such a simple premise, Mm. but a brilliant action movie. And what did you think of the the kind of the movement between? Because it starts off in the elevator. Were, were you did you know about the elevator stuff, or did you just think it was going to be on the bus?
1: I've, well, I I have seen Speed before, oh, and okay. but I was quite young when I watched it, so yeah. I really all I really remember is the bus like situation. Yeah. I don't remember about the elevator part, and I don't remember about the train part afterwards. I yeah. thought it literally ended when they got off the bus. That's when I thought, oh, yeah, cool, they've accomplished yeah. and that's it. But then it kept on going. I was like, oh, wait, no. I've, I've totally forgot about this bit.
0: It's so good, man. I, I just yeah. adore Speed. I just Every time I put it on, I'm just like, oh, this is just such a fantastic action movie.
1: Yeah. I would always give it a 10 out of 10 just for pure enjoyment. It's yeah. just – yeah it's a it's a full mark
0: movie for me it's it's on my it's in my top 10 of all time yeah brilliant movie I'm glad that you enjoyed it so I've got a show and a movie let's do the show so I watched a show called Midnight Mass which was directed and written by Mike Flanagan and it's been out on Netflix for a little while now like a month or two at time of recording and Mm -hmm. I I know of Mike Flanagan I've seen the bits and pieces of his movies I haven't seen any of his shows. I believe he created the, is it the Hill House and Bly Manor shows? Those kind of ghostly uh, yeah. haunted housey type shows, which a lot of people rave about and talk about, but I've just never got around to them. I'm sure I will one day, but it's not top mm-hmm. of my list of priorities. But Midnight Mass is something Sarah had watched earlier on in the year when it came out. And she said, well, let's put this on. Let's put Midnight Mass on. And the basic... It's one of those have you
1: seen it I haven't seen it but I'm planning to probably watch it after Christmas time okay
0: um yeah I'm gonna be I'm not gonna to say too much about it I'm just going to give you the basic setup which is a community of people are living on an island kind of removed from society there's their they're, they're own they're, they are their own little community and a priest comes to the island a young priest comes to the island and he says look your old priest has gone on holiday. Um, I'm here to fill in for him. Um, he's not he's not very well I'm here to fill in for him while he's recovering from his sickness. And then it just kind of things happen and you you really can't talk about too much of it. Um, I can talk about the mood of it and it's a very kind of somber mood and right. it's very beautiful and it's very philosophical and it's the best show I've seen in years. It's amazing it was really? incredible incredible show like what they did with it the things that happen that you don't see coming, or you speculate you think oh, i think this thing might be happening but then it's something else or, or a twist on what you're thinking very difficult to mm-hmm. talk about it critically um but then also layered on top of that so that all of that's cool but layered on top of that is the discussions uh, the existential discussions and the philosophical stuff it's 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 really really uh, really a really good show visual poetry as sarah would say um
1: mm.
0: highly recommend it mate get it in your eyeballs as soon as you fucking can that's all i'll say is
1: it uh do you think they'll do a season two or is it kind of like uh, they do well, this one season and it's that's it
0: it's a one and done i think yeah it's a limited series it's a, it's a complete arc
1: oh yeah so, great.
0: start to finish you're not left hanging i can't see there being another season and it, i think it would be Artistically redundant. If he did it, I'm sure he would have a good reason for doing it. But at this stage, mm-hmm. I, I don't know why you would. Other than cash. But yeah, recommend yeah. it, mate. And I've got one more movie to talk about, which is Ghostbusters Afterlife. And it's getting railed on a little bit by people. But I really liked yeah. it. I really liked it. I
1: thought it was... Uh... It doesn't come out till New Year's Day over here. Really? Yeah. Hell. Well, I I could have watched it la on... I think there was options to watch it on thursday and friday as like a advanced screening but i was busy both both evenings
0: yeah i liked it Uh, like i said people were railing on it a little bit and i can see why i can see some of the criticisms i'm like yeah okay i get it but the stuff that seemed to bother those people didn't bother me as much and actually i thought it was quite well done Mm. That's me done, mate. Have you got much else you want to discuss in this first section?
1: I have one other movie, but I think I Mm. might leave it till the next time we record, just because it kind of ties into the theme of our next topic. Okay.
0: Well, we'll announce that next topic after we've spoken about those two Keanu Reeves movies, which were not Speed, (laughs) which were The Matrix and Point Break. (laughs) But before we before we talk about that, just moving on to section two. Then intro time. It's my turn. It was my choice of theme. So I have prepared a very short intro in the form of a quiz. I I've wanted to talk about Keanu Reeves movies for the longest time. I really wanted to talk about Speed, but you put paid to that mm-hmm. last week and then you watched it anyway. Um, but I still mm. wanted to talk about Keanu. The nicest guy to ever kick Hugo Weaving in the face. Notoriously nice guy. <laughs> um, there's obviously stories about him sitting and talking with homeless people and giving away Mm. huge chunks of his fees to crew and setting up charities. And he's also gone through a lot of personal tragedy in his life. So it is interesting to see his, the way he's dealt with it and the way he's kind of, the way he kind of approaches seems to approach life. Uh, And I find him actually quite an inspiring person. When you see him talk on interviews with people, he's very insightful Mm. and quiet. And he seems to be quite a private person and a deep thinker. And I just think he's the best. So I've got just four questions. I've got just four questions based around the subject of Mr. Keanu Reeves. So we'll go through those and then maybe we can talk a little bit more about him as we go through or maybe we won't we'll just move on to the movies so four questions yeah cool first question are you ready Mm -hmm. so Keanu Reeves was the bassist in a band from the early 90s to the early 2000s but what was the name of that band was it A Dog Star was it B Dog In or was it C Dog Breath
1: Dog Star Dog In Dog Breath I'm gonna go with C
0: Dog Breath yeah not Dog In
1: sounds (laughs) No,
0: dog breath. Okay, that is incorrect. The correct answer is it's dog, a dog star. star. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Did you know that? Did you know that Keanu Reeves was in a band? No, it did not. There you yeah. go. That's one of the excuses he used for turning down Speed Two, is that he wanted to tour with his band a bit and do some Shakespeare. But really, I think it's just because Speed Two was a, a horrible movie. It was
1: fucking shit. <laughs> a shit house, man
0: awful and i did read a quote actually where uh, they tried to get him back on board Huh, <laughs> excuse the pun with speed two but his response was boats aren't that fast
1: that's true
0: okay so question number two the name keanu means cool breeze over the mountain for a short period of time keanu was known as chuck spadina true or false
1: i want to say true
0: it is true. It's, so, it is.
1: Oh, uh, yeah, great.
0: <laughs> okay, question number three. At the time of recording, which of these movies is Keanu Reeves' highest grossing film? Is it A, okay. The Matrix? Is it B, Johnny Mnemonic? Or is it C, The Matrix Reloaded?
1: Which one's Reloaded? Is that the second one?
0: Reloaded is n- number two, The Matrix,
1: yeah. I'm going to go... Oh. I'm going to go Matrix Numero Uno.
0: Matrix number one. Yeah. Incorrect. It was Matrix number two, I'm afraid. 739 million for Matrix 2. I I think the first one was 468 million, if I remember correctly. Mm. But maybe we'll talk about that later. We'll talk about the Matrix and maybe we'll get to the sequels. I don't know. But have you seen the Matrix 2 or 3?
1: No, I haven't yet. Worth watching.
0: Um, yes, I think so. As a, as a whole, they are fascinating movies. Some are better than others. Okay, last question then. In the movie Speed, what is the character name yeah. of Keanu Reeves? Is it A, Jack Traven? Is it B, Jack Travis? Or is it C, Alan Ruck?
1: No, it's it's A.
0: It's A, Jack Traven.
1: Isn't it? Yeah, yeah I was like who who is Alan no Alan Ruck is one of the actors isn't it
0: Alan Rock was the uh the tourist yeah he's just touring around and uh he won't swear he says oh Don when he's looking at the bomb and yeah. such yeah <laughs> Jeff Daniels but that's it that's I've done a deep dive this week into Keanu Reeves I've listened to he doesn't do that many interviews it tends to be when he's promoting something and he's probably contractually obliged to do things interesting to fall down that rabbit hole and I'm glad that we finally got around to covering Keanu Reeves um shame it wasn't speed but you've watched it and you enjoyed it uh maybe we'll get around to it on a maybe a Sandra Bullock Dennis Hopper or public transport movie double bill thing that we do in the future who knows
1: good cop bad cop maybe
0: good cop bad cop yeah cop cop something bomb something LA something Shall we move on to the movies?
1: Yeah. Let's start with Point Break.
0: Yeah, obviously, we've got to start with
1: Point yeah.
0: Break. <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> I am an FBI agent. Point Break. Oh, fuck, man. 1991,
1: Point
0: 122 minutes long. It was directed by Catherine Bigelow. The tagline on Letterboxd reads 100% pure adrenaline and the synopsis goes like this in los angeles a gang of bank robbers call themselves the ex-presidents commit their crimes while wearing masks of reagan carter nixon and johnson the fbi believes that the members of the gang could be surfers and send young agent johnny utah undercover at the beach to mix with the surfers and gather information let's have a bloody good look at my notes here see what's uh, see what's going on my first note is that obviously the fast and the furious we covered a few months back on our Car Chase Movies Mm. episode. Did you notice the similarities between The Fast and Furious and Point Break? Yeah. It's the same movie.
1: Except he doesn't throw him under the bus in the end.
0: You're thinking of speed. You're thinking about the woman that tried to get off the bus early and got crushed by the huge revolving wheels of the bus.
1: Silly Billy.
0: Yeah, Silly Billy. Directed by Catherine Bigelow, this one, who is probably most known for directing The Hurt Locker, Zero Dark Thirty Near Dark to name but a few I have never been a huge fan of this movie I think it's Mm -hmm. okay it's an okay action movie this is these these were my thoughts before I went into watching it this Mm. time and I didn't quite get the fascination with it because it's a kind of a bit of a cult classic people love it especially fans of the action genre it's referenced in other movies we spoke about hot fuzz and they clearly Mm. are big fans of this movie and I never have been I, I thought it was fine but Going into it this time, and you watch movies slightly differently, I think, when you're going to talk about them on on a podcast, or, or I do anyway. And I try to think about them a little bit more critically. I look at who's made the movie, who's created it, who's written it, who's directed it, and what their intentions might have been. And while I was watching it this time, it's a very kind of cheesy, macho action movie where Johnny Utah is an FBI agent, and he's trying to track down Patrick Swayze, who's a bank robber. (laughs) So it's a very macho kind of movie. And I always kind of, I didn't like it for that reason. But watching it this time, I was thinking, do you know what? I think what they're going for is they're kind of taking the piss out of masculinity a little bit. Because they're not, the two main police characters in it, Keanu Reeves and Gary Busey, I don't think they're the brightest federal agents that have ever graced the earth or solved a case because I keep getting shit wrong and I, I just had that thought like oh maybe like it's a bit of a it's a bit of a commentary I, I, well first of all I felt like it was celebrating masculinity but then also saying yeah but like it's a bit silly as well isn't it so I had a bit more fun with it this time is I guess is my long-winded way of trying to make this point um, but right. what, what did you think
1: yeah I didn't particularly enjoy it I didn't like how it ended I thought I wish they ended it when uh, Patrick Swayze was getting into the car and then driving off. I wish. They oh, just you ended wanted Swayze to just
0: get away, and that would be the ending.
1: Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't really enjoy the Soho call coming to Torquay, which it didn't look like Torquay oh. at all. And I, I know what Torquay looks like. <laughs> right, it wasn't. It, wasn't it Clearly, wasn't. I mean, it'd be silly to fly out to Australia for like a five minute scene anyway. Yeah. And um, I think it was
0: reshoots as well. So it would have been ultra uh, silly to get all the crew back together and then fly everyone out, yeah. out there for the, for the 50 year storm. Um, Interesting. Okay. Cause I really liked that ending. I thought that was, I thought that was a mm. good fitting ending. Clearly Swayze has, he's achieved his goal. You know, he's, he's, he was robbing these banks because he's, he says that he was doing it for kind of the buzz and to highlight, the way society works and stuff like that there's a few philosophical conversations in it it's kind of trying to punch above its station a little bit I think but Swayze was perfectly good in that role he was pretty charismatic he wasn't like a normal villain villain it was a bit like you he was he was a villain but not the worst guy in the world he didn't want to hurt anybody Um, he was robbing banks he wasn't going into the vaults Yeah, yeah until he had to or you know until his emotions got the better of him when one of his crew dies but that's because he gets found out, basically, by Johnny Utah and Angelo Pappas. Mm. They, they're tracking down the ex-presidents. And the scene when uh, they go and stake out that, that bank, they're sitting in their car because they're thinking, oh, the ex-presidents are probably going to rob this place. So they're sitting in their car waiting for, for him to turn up. But as soon as they get there, Gary Boosie's like, oh, there's this great sandwich stand around the corner. They do a great meatball, meatball sandwich. Get me a meatball sandwich. And then Keanu Reeves gets out of the car and Gary Busey sticks his head out the window. Johnny, get me two. And um, and a very funny scene, I thought. And this is probably where I had my thought that they're kind of, they're a bit inadequate as as federal agents because Johnny Mm. Utah's getting these sandwiches. And then you see the car in quite a comical way pull up behind him in front of the bank and you see the ex-presidents going into the bank very quickly to commence their heights. So it's all going on while while Johnny's buying a meatball sandwich and a tuna milk. And I thought that was f- quite funny to be honest, because they got that wrong. There was the scene when they went to the, the house because they thought that one of the surfing gangs were the
1: oh, huts, yeah.
0: But they'd got the wrong surfing gang. They got the surfing gang with the guy That's from Red right, Hot Chili Peppers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then they had that whole action scene, which I thought was a lot of fun. Best scene... Skydiving. I think the, the skydiving scene I thought was great. I mean, obviously, they were skydiving for far too long. It, you you don't watch these movies for realism. Yeah. It feels like they were Patrick flying Swayze through Patrick Swayze
1: is a. He's got a lot of. He's got a adrenaline brush, and he. I think he, he did all the skydiving himself. He's done like over 50 skydives. Yeah. Well Keanu, he, he, on the other hand, no, he didn't do any of that skydiving, actual skydiving. Keanu, I should say.
0: Keanu did jump out the plane, I believe. Um, they oh, both, they. I believe they both did a jump. Yeah, Patrick Swayze. The insurers were begging him not to do it, but he did as much as he could until they stopped him, basically. Mm. And Keanu, I believe the first shot of him jumping out of the plane is him, but I think maybe after that they got doubles for him. Yeah, I think for me, my main area that and the main reason I wasn't a fan of this before is because of the machismo, and it was just a bit too cheesy. But after reviewing my thought process on it on it i appreciate it a lot more it's still not my favorite movie it's still certainly not my favorite mm. keanu reeves movie but I, I appreciate it a lot more and do you know what i think i'll actually actually watch it again and i was even tempted to watch this uh watch this remake which i haven't seen apparently it's yeah. really bad is, is what and it
1: was done in australia as well the remake was it? Yeah, I don't think it's a lot of surfing. I think it's more adrenaline, like rock climbing yeah. and skydiving, and all. I that I think there's a bit,
0: of, there's some wingsuits action. And from what I've heard, is that it's not a good movie, but the stunts are excellent. I'm sure there's someone on YouTube has edited a short video together of just of the stunts. Maybe maybe let's just watch that. Yeah, enjoyed it a lot more. You didn't love it so much. What was the main reason? As
1: you're saying, you th- you think it was a bit of a joke. Mm. I don't know. I just didn't like. I didn't. I think compared to watching Speed like a couple of days ago, which is like a lot of fun, it caught my eye throughout the whole movie. I didn't really enjoy it. I think, okay, a favourite scene that I've got is when Johnny is, after they've robbed the bank and he does like the typical shooting the gun, like that was quite iconic. I, I enjoyed that scene, maybe because we watched Hot Fuzz not too long ago. But it was an interesting yeah, thing as I'd... well.
0: It's because it's where you assume Patrick Swayze realizes that it's it's Johnny Utah that's that's chasing. Mm.
1: And vice versa. Yeah. Mm.
0: And Chekhov's knee injury and, and such. Yeah, that's a good scene, actually. I enjoy that one and probably the most iconic. I think maybe you could have shaved ten or fifteen minutes off this movie. It might have been a bit snappier and, and moved at a bit of a a better pace if it was maybe chopped up a little bit but having said that i didn't have any major problems with the runtime i just kind of liken it to speed and how relentlessly paced that movie is
1: should we score it yeah i'm gonna give it a five
0: five out of ten okay fair yeah. enough before i probably would have been a similar 5.5 or maybe a six before having watched it this time um on review I'm more like a 7 now, more like a 7 out of 10, I would say, for this one. Right, I guess that means that we've got to move on to The Matrix. I mean, it's clearly going to be the the, the, the better, certainly my favourite of the two movies that we're talking about today. Yeah. So, The Matrix came out in 1999. It was directed by Lily and Lana Wachowski. It's 136 minutes long. The tagline on Letterboxd reads, Welcome to the real world. And the synopsis reads set in the 22nd century the matrix tells a story of a computer hacker who joins a group of underground insurgents fighting the vast and powerful computers who now rule the earth Keanu Reeves Lawrence Fishburne Carrie-Anne Moss Hugo Weaving budget on this one was 63 million dollars and the box office was a huge 466 million Wow the movie that made leather dusters call cool for about 3 months <laughs> Everyone in the late '90s was wearing leather dusters for a sh- very short period of time, and it was very worrying. But the story with with The Matrix is that the Wachowskis had written Assassins, that ah, had written yes, Bound, yeah. and had written The Matrix. Or I'm not sure at what stage the, or what the stage was of the, the writing process for these projects, but they at least had the idea for these three movies, and that's what they were selling. Warner Brothers had bought the script for Assassins, and they adapted that into a movie with. Sylvester Stallone and Antonio Banderas and then the next project would be Bound which they directed and wrote which is a really really good movie and I would definitely recommend mm-hmm. watching that it's a shame I didn't get a chance to watch it before this but I've been deep in Keanu Reeves that doesn't sound right <laughs> and <laughs> then the last what one you said the last yeah, the last one was The Matrix was <laughs> only their sec, the second movie they ever directed was The Matrix this was their second movie right. that's nuts Mostly filmed at Fox Studios in Sydney and injected some guzzling into the Australian film industry.
1: It's very Sydney. The cityscape is very Sydney.
0: Does it feel very Sydney?
1: Yeah. And when I was speaking to Foodie yesterday, she goes, Yeah, I'm pretty sure one of the scenes you can see like an NAB bank building. Oh, yeah. I was like, Oh, yeah. (laughs) Did you see it? Yeah, 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 I did. Hilarious. I think it's
0: meant to be Chicago, but yeah, they, they use they use Sydney. The Matrix, everybody knows The Matrix. Let's not waste our time explaining the plot too much other than Keanu Reeves is in a simulation, which is interesting mm. because I, I feel like before this movie came out, I'd never heard of the concept of our reality being a simulation. It was only after this film existed that those conversations, as far as I was aware, started to happen. Or maybe that was because Mm. internet became more popular and you just get exposed to more points of view. And it's super interesting even to just talk about on a philosophical level. And that's really, I think, what separates this movie from a point break or a speed. Like, I love speed. It's great. But this movie is an action movie on another level. It's like the philosophy of it, the visual aspects of the story they're trying to tell, the Easter eggs in it. It's interesting that the directors, I don't, I don't think it's necessarily relevant at all in most cases. But the directors transitioned from male to female over the last decade mm. or two, and people were going back and and looking through, looking at the Matrix movies through a new lens and trying to see kind of trans messages in it. Now, I, I'm not sure that the Wachowskis necessarily did that intentionally. Maybe they included some some trans messaging in it subconsciously. I don't know, but it, like I've watched a few interviews, it doesn't feel like that, that that was a conscious thing. But it is interesting that the first the first four words um, in the Matrix is "Call Trans Opt Received." I don't know. Maybe I'm looking too much mm. into it, but I, I thought that that was super interesting. Then also the character Switch, who is the short haired blonde lady, kind of androgynous looking she's in the matrix and she's got the cool, super cool clothes on that they all wear in the matrix. But in the real world, that character was meant to be male. So the the character was meant to be male in the real world. And then when he came into the matrix, became she, the studio weren't comfortable Hmm. with that. So it never happened, but that was the intention with that character. And I think that's super interesting. And I, I hope that in the next one, they're able to do it in this new movie that comes out. I'm hoping that they'll be able to put a bit more of that in. But you know, it's their story, and I well, think-
1: it's one of their stories because I don't, I don't think both sisters are working on the fourth no. film. I think there's no, it's one, just Lana. one of the sister. Yeah,
0: just just Lana's working on a new one because she. Although they, apparently, I was watching an, an interview of Lana on a panel with some some philosophers the other day, and, and they were talking about why she's making this new movie. And for the longest time, Warner Brothers were driving trucks of money up to. The, their house and saying please make another matrix movie it made a fortune we we need you to make it and they always said no because the story's done it was this complete story from start to finish and it's finished and it wasn't until lana went through some more personal tragedy i think she lost her parents and part of that grief grieving process was her bringing neo and trinity back to life on the page and that's the way she was dealing with her grief her sister lily Not so much like she was dealing with because we all deal with grief in different ways. And her way of dealing with it was to not do it the Matrix movie. So it's interesting that we've got these two opposing, not necessarily opposing, but these two ways of dealing with grief. Um, And I'm super interested to see what this new movie is about. But sticking with the original movie, The Matrix, I mean, a few things kind of stick out bullet time the effects with the camera, the steel camera. Um I don't know if you've had a chance to watch any of the the making of or anything like that, or if you're aware of bullet time and how that works. Obviously you're
1: no you use a camera quite me a lot. More, so Dan. tell me more.
0: It's basically bullet you know on the roof when Neo's kind of bending backwards and the camera pan like spins around oh, yeah. him and you can see it. It's a series of cameras. So they take still photos and it it's runs like yeah
1: it's him. like a it's is it kind of like three sixty almost So you like- do know. What, yeah, well, I do know because Acme. So, there's this, uh, they don't have it anymore, but they used to have this room where you could do that famous scene or you could take oh, a yeah. photo and you get the yeah. full, like almost 360 or 280, whatever it is, shot of your movement. Also, like, the I just read recently, just before we started recording, about how they when they were in the matrix it's very green and then when they're not in the matrix it's very blue and matrix being that it looks like it's coming out come you're seeing it through a computer screen i think and the blue was like the more nature kind of color yeah. And, and then I was like, oh, okay. And then I kind of went back and I watched a few scenes and I was like, oh, that's really interesting. I didn't pick that up the first time I watched it.
0: This movie is very layered. Mm. I've seen this movie probably 15, 20 times over my life. I've probably watched yeah. it twice, like as in watched it. And like you mentioned just now with the grading, I've got the Blu-ray trilogy and so highly recommend if you're a fan of the movies there's some great extras on those on those discs
1: hmm.
0: and there's some commentaries as well but commentaries with philosophers and they were talking about how in the matrix the language of the visual aspect of, of the movies is that as you mentioned green is in the computer because green represents the mind blue is outside of the matrix which represents the body and gold represents the spirit gold becomes more of a thing towards the end of matrix two and a lot in matrix three gold
1: okay
0: and light and i don't want to spoil anything with matrix two and three but i ended up watching all three matrix movies this week because i watched the first one yeah. and i was like oh, i've got to watch reloaded and i really really like reloaded reloaded is i think a pretty fantastic movie as well maybe not as good or as iconic as the first matrix movie but it's action packed and some of the discussions in it are really really interesting I think but it doesn't work on its own like you kind of need to watch the third one and the third ones' I don't think is great so it kind of is spoiled a little bit by the third movie but as a whole I think they're they're fantastic and they're just so layered and they talk about philosophy and it's the action is fantastic the kung fu stuff whooping Nguyen, fight choreographer they had to convince him to to come on the movie mm, yeah, he didn't want to do it that. yeah he didn't want to do it he's like no not interested they're like look we'll give you loads of money he's like no nah, i don't want to do it um and i said look you can do whatever you want and i eventually convinced him to do it which apparently was not the norm back in the day to get these super you know decent choreographers and have actors training and stuff It wasn't wasn't that common apparently back then but it has become pretty much the norm these days it's a fantastic fusion's of genres you know you've got your martial arts anime western there's lots of influences in there and references simulacra and simulation alice in wonderland george orwell's 1984 philip k dick and then there's the obvious religious references and neo's kind of resemblance to jesus christ and that bloke that got resurrected after he's lived in the cave for a bit
1: yeah um yeah
0: I just think that this is not a controversial opinion. This is a fantastic movie, a, a masterpiece, I might even say. And you have seen this before, haven't you? But not all the way through? Or? I,
1: haven't, I haven't seen it fully. I think I used to always get to either the point where there was like the red pill and the blue pill. And I never, I didn't really remember anything beyond that for the film. So this is the first time that I've sat down and watched it from start to finish, and I enjoyed it. I thought it was really good. Oh, good! I'm
0: glad that you. I'm glad that you liked it. Is there anything that stood out for you?
1: Just the way that they shot this film, it stood out to me. Like, yeah, as we were we've been talking before, like the different shots that they decided to do within this. I think, and also because of because I watched French Dispatch. Yesterday, Wes Anderson, it was kind of like watching, like just seeing directors' different styles and just um, the Wachowskis just to see that type of style. Because I haven't seen any of the the other films that they've done. Um, So Bound maybe is a film that I should watch to see what their style is in that. Or maybe this is like something that completely new when they started The Matrix.
0: I think... um Um, Bound has got a lot in common with The Matrix aesthetically, if I remember correctly. I remember there being a a bit of a blue hue in that movie. Mm -hmm. But it's a super, like, the story is completely different. But apart from that, I don't think I've... I've certainly never finished another Wachowskis movie. I haven't seen Speed Racer or Cloud Atlas. I've seen about 10 minutes of Jupiter ascending and switched it off because it was, quite frankly, offensive to my eyeballs.
1: I'm going to give this film... An 8 out of 10 for my first watch.
0: Oh, we have done, are we?
1: Yeah, well, I'm done. I don't know if you're done.
0: <laughs> it's a 9.8 out of 10 for me. It probably is a 10. It's a, it's a five-star movie on Letterboxd. We've done it then. So The Matrix, Point Break, Keanu Reeves, Mission Accomplished. We just need to cover Speed and then we've completed and another Bill and Ted movie and then we've done all of the best Keanu Reeves movies. I haven't movies. seen any
1: of the Bill and Ted series, so... So, next thing
0: is going to be Bill and Ted movies. Uh, we're going to pick two Bill and Ted movies in the next episode.
1: <laughs> if- did, it, did they have a Bill and Ted this year? We're doing best of 2021. I'm just trying to think if they had one.
0: Yeah, best of 2021. That's what we're doing next week. Right, let's move on to the last section, which is Stitch Up. It was my turn again. I had to watch Movie 43. So I have seen this before, but I'd completely forgotten what happens in this movie. I I mean, literally everything. Like, I didn't... It started, and I I was even questioning whether I'd even seen this movie before, but I'm sure I have. So... It came out in 2013. It's 90 minutes long. Directors include Griffin June, Peter Farrelly, Elizabeth Banks, James Gunn, Stephen Brill, Steve Carr, Rusty Candief, James Duffy, Patrick Fosberg, Jonathan Van Tolkien, Will Graham, the synopsis reads, the biggest cast ever assembled for the most outrageous comedy ever made. The synopsis reads, a series of interconnected short films follows a washed up producer as he pitches in stained storylines featuring some of the biggest stars in Hollywood. So, yeah, it's a bit of a, Someone's giving this four stars. Why? <laughs> I, I've got to read this. Four stars. Right. I know I shouldn't, but I really like this. I watched the American version... This time, and the thread through it is better than the other version with the annoying kids on the net. I still reckon The Merchant and Berry scene is really funny and is a standout sketch. I, it's childish, crude and stupid, but what's wrong with that? i tell you, there's a lot wrong with this movie. I was talking earlier <laughs> about Nathan for You and how it got a little mm. bit close and I didn't really appreciate the way that, that he approached one joke in particular. This has got a plethora of jokes in it. I just thought, why are you doing that? It's baffling. So it's an anthology movie. So explained in that little review thing, it's an anthology movie. And the setup is uh, a bunch of teenagers pranking their friend and, and making him watch these weird videos on the internet. Those weird videos on the internet are the stories that you see in the film. So the first one is Kate Winslet, Hugh Jackman. They go on a date. The joke is that Hugh Jackman has got a testicle or two testicles, a, a ball bag, if you will, attached to his neck. And the joke is that he never talks about it. Kate Winslet is kind of not trying not to look at it and trying not to bring it up. And it's kind of, it's weird. Man has testicles on neck, but chooses not to talk about it. It feels like a setup for a very mediocre comedy sketch. The second one, the second one, Leif Schreiber and Naomi Watts, they're a couple at home school. They're a teenager, but they explaining how they how they teach their kid at home and they say that they want him to have an authentic high school experience so they teach him but they also bully him so he gets an authentic experience and it's weird and then they want him to have his first kiss and like his mum kisses him mm.
1: and stuff like that yeah his dad Aww.
0: it's mate it's weird as shit I don't know. Like Why?
1: when when you said the synopsis and the tagline I was like this sounds okay but now it's what you're bad. like you explaining what the hell's happening in this film I'm yeah. just like nah oh, no, I don't have any interest any interest in seeing this
0: I wouldn't watch it mate. Um the no. third one Chris Pratt and Anna <laughs> Faris are dating and she wants him to have a shit on her. There is a sketch where Chloe Grace Moretz has a period and it's a period joke, which is like the laziest fucking writing you could you can get. Really, Johnny Knoxville and Shaw William Scott tape a leprechaun to a chair. <laughs> I could go on, man. This it might be the most offensive movie I've ever seen. The scene that our friend reviewer just now mentioned, his favourite, Stephen Merchant and Halle Berry, they go on a date and they play a game of truth or dare which naturally escalates. And they end up getting things like tattoos of penis on their face and they end up getting plastic surgery. But Stephen Merchant gets plastic surgery to look like an Asian man. Oh, um, that's
1: not cool. No. Nah. When was this right? shot? What? Did you say 2013? Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? No, you would think this was this
0: sounds more like 1973? a movie that would have
1: been created in like the 80s. Like, Like, this is really dated
0: this would not have been acceptable in the 80s in case you're listening Calvin Harris maybe I've been a bit sensitive I don't know but I thought it was really like the jokes in it were either lazy offensive and not funny and I just wonder how on earth did they get all of these people to be in this film like
1: a lot of I, I'm just
0: gonna I, I guess I, I'm just gonna go through the cast again like Hugh Jackman Kate Winslet Anna Faris Chris Pratt, Richard Gere, Halle Berry, Stephen Merchant, Gerard Butler, Sean William Scott, Johnny Knoxville, Emma Stone, Uma Thurman, Elizabeth Banks, Naomi Watts, Kristen Bell, Seth MacFarlane, Dennis Quaid, Greg Kinnear, Common, and loads of other people that you've heard of, but that are not super, super famous. How the fuck did they get... Like... It must be money. That's the only logical reason.
1: Movie Forty Three was it? It's a, it's kind of like one of those like love actually films. Like get a bunch of actors yeah. in a film.
0: Uh, and you think Love Actually is bad? Like Love Actually is a masterpiece in in, in relation. No, to this.
1: Ma- Love Actually is great.
0: Oh, it. You can't. It's not great. It's not, I think it's it was love,
1: actually, and then Valentine's Day. And then like from Valentine's, well, Valentine's Day is kind of okay, but not great. But like past then, all of those films are pretty terrible. Like Mother's Day, I, I didn't properly watch it. I had to sit with my, my family watching it and they're like, this is great. I'm like, no, it's not. I don't know what you're talking Any about. Any
0: movie that's that's got the word day in it is horrible. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Deeply, deeply offensive. And I don't want to talk on behalf of anyone else because other people might watch this movie and think, yeah, this is great, this is funny. But for me, I thought, nah, absolute sack of shit, horrible movie. I, I'm gonna give it I, I'm really I was really tempted to give it a zero because it's it just feels like it was made by a 13-year-old idiot with an IQ equal to that of a Capri son. Um I'm gonna give it one star. Because of the cast. Wow. So let's move on to finding out who's going to watch the next Stitch Up movie. I saw that you didn't get a chance to put the poll on. So I know that for you, I chose The Cat from Outer Space, but I can't remember what you chose for me.
1: I chose Grease 2. Oh,
0: fuck. Of course you did. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So between The Cat from Outer Space for you versus Grease 2 for me, who's going to be watching a Stitch Up over the festive period? And I just,
1: what do you want to, what color do you want? Green or red?
0: I don't care. It's 50-50. Give me a color.
1: Give me green. I want green for mine. Green green for you? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So if it lands on green... Dan has to watch Grease too. No, if it, if it lands, lands on, on green, on red, you have to.
0: If it lands on green, I chose green because I want green, and if I choose green, I win. Therefore, you win the cat. You watch the cat from outer space.
1: All right, all right. If it lands on green, then I have to watch the film, and then if it ran, lands on red, you have to watch the film. Yeah. All right. Let's do this. Let's put this volume up. Ready, set. <sighs> Daniel, Daniel, Daniel. What's happening? I have to watch Cat of Outer Space next time.
0: Seriously, yeah. Finally, four times that Finally. pissing movie's been on been on the pole. <laughs> <laughs> and I escape Greece 2 for the holiday period. So luckily, I don't have to watch Grease 2 just yet. But the rule is, it, it once we choose it, it does it's, stay on the pole until it, it gets watched. Time. So because The Cat from Outer Space has finally been chosen for you to watch, I've got to replace The Cat from Outer Space with another movie. And because it's Christmas time coming up, I'm going to go for oh. Christmas cute time adventure doggy film called Beethoven's Christmas Adventure. Um. Oh. So there you go. So the next poll then is Beethoven's Christmas Adventure for You versus Grease 2 for Me. Grease 2. Yeah. Awesome. And that's it. So if you've made it this far, thank you very much for listening. Don't forget to tune in to the next episode where we're going to be choosing our favorite movies or the best movies from... The year because it's the end of the year now. If you want to catch up with us, you can do on Instagram at twinpickspod or email the show at twinpixpod at gmail.com. Where can we find you, mate? You can find me on
1: Instagram at Chica Nika or Nika Creative.
0: Awesome. So thank you very much for listening and we'll see you in the next one. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.